Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Set list ATX coming up bottom of the hour with Nick Shuley. We'll get you more details on that incredible Killers show at Emo's tonight. The Killers are playing in an under 2,000 seat in arena this morning ahead of their uh, Coda appearance this weekend. Also coming off the record, this is guys as a police officer. I got to go when you got to go. Gas stations, hotel, bathrooms, hospitals. I know. That's why I said those who serve, it's an <laughs> honor and a burden. Every morning we give y'all a shout out, man, because we know y'all are y'all are doing doing God's work out there. So we appreciate y'all. I know. I can't. I, I can't. If I wanted to do it, I couldn't do it. My, yeah, my OCD and my freaky stuff wouldn't let me do it. Yeah, no shoes in my house either. Yeah, I take those off. I have shoe. I have the shoe covers at the door for guests who come in who don't want to take the shoes off. Keep your shoes on. Put the shoe covers on though. You walk through the. Crib. I feel like you wouldn't even be able to walk into my house. Not being complete disgust. No, no, no. I'm not disgusted by other people's surroundings and stuff like that. I'm just very, uh, you know, finicky. <laughs> well, I, I live in a zoo, so. Yeah. How'd you handle the locker room with all these gross uh, dudes? I handled it pretty good. Texas was really clean, actually, because, you know, it's high level, so they got people cleaning up the locker rooms. The high school locker rooms, yeah, they, they, it's, they, they bothered me. With the... Like the the tiles that have like the water can go through them, you know what I'm talking about? The oh yes, room. yes. Like kind of like a sports court. Yes, I know exactly what they, you're talking about. So yeah. they redid the Westlake locker rooms my junior year, I think, and they pulled those tiles up. Oh! And I'm not kidding. There was probably the floor had been lifted three or four inches because there was dip oh. spit oh. into the floor oh, that on. much to where it was completely caked three or four inches oh. up. I couldn't do Probably it. Probably the most insane thing I've ever done. I was like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I have been spitting into this floor for four uh, years. Yeah. See? I'll count. Ugh. Yeah. See? That's Rod's why. getting sick over there. I am not. That's, yeah. It's getting me grossed out. Now, listen, I know that you, and you've shared with us that uh, yeah. revealed that you had a real bad staff infection one time. I did. I had a staff infection that almost led to me being blind. Shout out to my ex because uh, she kind of saved my eyesight. She forced me to go to the emergency room, and I was like, I'll give it another day. And I got there, and then the a doctor told me, she's like, yeah, you'd wait another day, you'd be blind, just so you know. The infection would easily have spread to your brain, and you being blind would be the good news. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, oh it could have gotten even worse than that. So, yeah, I had a staph infection on my face. I looked like Rocky Dennis from Mask, actually. My face just swole up. Uh, then it was such a bad staph infection, you know, They because, you know, they have to make a special, right, kind of medicine for it, right, special uh, type of medicine for it. So they had, like, hazmat suits around me while they because they didn't want the staph, infec- staph infection to spread. So that was probably the scariest damn thing about the whole experience. Is that when they when you go to the hospital and they walk into the room and they have hazmat suits on going, no need to panic. And you're going, uh, y'all have hazmat suits on. So, yeah, I'm panicking. <laughs> uh, but they have to make like a special antibiotic for it because every staph infection, I guess, is a little different. And they have to make one for me. They found it. I mean, they figured it out in a couple of days and it was good. But, yeah, man, my face swole up. Like like I said, I look like Rocky Dens from Mask. And I'm not being insensitive. I look like – I have a picture oh, of it somewhere. That's a fictitious character, right? No, it, yeah. It, when I, he was playing he, the role. But, no, I mean, that's that's scary stuff right there. No, I, I got a picture of it back in the day on one of my phones, and it was – yeah, man, it, it was bad. But that's why now I'm really weird about cleaning my surroundings and stuff like that. That, that was way pre-COVID, by the way, so not a COVID thing. Not at all. Was it post-Texas career? Uh, yes. This okay. was post-professional uh, foot, professional football career. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it says, Rod, please say you don't have toilet seat paper covers. No, not the <laughs> house. No, but but the, the bathroom say it's pretty clean. I mean, we clean the bathroom a couple, I will say that, a couple uh, times a week. We clean the bathroom. I mean, when yeah. you say that, because now that uh, my house is, is an empty nest, right? All the kids are gone. Oh, yeah. Your stuff's probably I, I clean. Got, I find myself going down to the guest bathroom quite often. Exactly. I don't even know why. <laughs> I really don't. Prophecy? You know, maybe you want a space to call your own. Yeah. It's like, this is my bathroom. Right. Well, when the kids were there, they were, I mean, they, they, there's three bathrooms now. There's the master bath, there's where the kids' room, where there's the front rooms, uh-huh. and then there's kind of a Jack and Jill bathroom between it. But then there's a actual guest bathroom that's in the off, right off the, well, the main hallway. Well, now that's if easy. I had one of those, I'd use it every time. That's I, East bathroom now. I share a bathroom yeah, it's like with I've a, claimed it. another grown man. <laughs> Oh yes, I've done that before too. Yeah, I don't like, to, but you know what? I don't like to share bathrooms with anybody. That's what it comes down to. Even my wife. I don't. I, I really would like my own bathroom, and I don't want to share it with anybody. So that's probably why I'm kind of just like you. E. I just kind of have made the guest bathroom my bathroom, and now that I have a, a newborn. I'm, you know, when she grows up, I'm at the. We gotta move. If I'm, if I'm <laughs> home, get a place with another bathroom because I don't want to share a bathroom with a with a child. If I'm at home, yeah. I go outside to pee though. <laughs> Every time. Do you have an outhouse back there? No, I just, just let the dogs the... out and I just pull it out. You and, and the dogs go out together? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've done that. So I cannot sure. I cannot judge you. And, I've then done... my, and then the boy dogs come by once I'm done and they pee on my pee <laughs> to make sure they, that I know that it's their yard. But it feel, it's more of a freeing, relaxing, you know. That's not bad. Environment. I don't know why men have. I think most men have done that at one time. <laughs> I've done that since I was like seven years old. <laughs> no, that's like your thing. You do it all the time. Yeah. And my, my, I think my uncle Tommy, because he does, he does the same thing as well. That is fantastic. Hey, you're marking your own territory, man. It's a beautiful thing. And I have, when I did live in a two bedroom, one bathroom, and my roommate would get up and stay in the bathroom for an hour in the morning. I, I have had a emergency. Uh-oh. Poop in the backyard as well. Wow. Yeah, the 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 wow. number one thing is not a big deal. <laughs> that yeah. The, that was a pure out of pure Hold on, Ty, necessity. You know, you, didn't you tell us you had an incident like that at uh, like middle near, school? This yeah, on campus at one time. So how many times, you know what? Am I going to ask? So multiple times now you've admitted I mean, like, that you had to go like, shit I'm like, hey, get out of there. And he's like in the shower. I don't do his nails or something in there. And I've, wow. This is a former roommate. You and took then, a sugar in your backyard? Yeah. A, a and that time the, the dogs Come were looking on. at me like, what the hell are you doing, man? Wow. <laughs> that is, I, you never cease to shock me. I, I had to have, what am I going to do, poop my pants? No, you can't do that. Yeah, no, exactly. do that. there wasn't. There was a gas station down the road. There was no time. No, nah, there was no time. You can't do that. You can't take that chance. You know what? Honestly, now that you're breaking it down for me, that's probably the most pragmatic decision to make at yeah. that time. If you gotta go, you gotta it's go. Like, it's like six thirty in the morning. It's I outside. Gotta, yeah. It's okay. Worth, yeah. So. I, I, I'm not. That's probably a little TMI, but no, that's you know what we asked for it. That's us. Somebody see Texas IP outside all the time. Yeah, guys can do that. We have that. Luxury. Oh yeah, that's very common. As a guy, you can just go out there and 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 take care of it. No big deal. You know what? You can argue that's going green. So good for you. What about, Save water, not having to flush all the time. What about the aqua dump? The what? what? what what's that? The aqua dump. Oh man, like you're oh, in yeah. the lake or the ocean. Oh no, you can't do that. What? <laughs> That's why I stay out of water anyway, so I'm not concerned. Excuse <laughs> me, I'm not in open water anyway, so I'm not concerned. I but I know that. that happens. Yes, I mean you're on a boat. That's the same deal. Oh. Like, what are you? Are you gonna that's, get... that's why I don't go floating. 
The people want to float the river. Exactly. Like, I'm not floating the river. Because I asked somebody my first time floating the river. I was like, hey, where do y'all go to the bathroom at? And, and, and they were like, what do you mean? You don't. You get that. Yeah, you no, do. no. They, they didn't say you don't. They were like, you can go anywhere you want to. This is nature. And I was like, y'all just go anywhere? You're going right now? They're like, oh, I'm going right now. I'm probably talking to you. And going like, okay, you know what? I'm not floating the river anymore because I'm floating and people are just urinating all around me. That's the thing. So, nope. No floating. No floating. No floating for Rod B. I know for the rest of y'all, it's all good. And I know it's it, it's sterile and all they got. No, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> a lot of water there, Rod. And people got people got like they got like parts beers per, and parts per minute or parts per uh, for for whatever the, the number is. People scientific. Got, people got like drinks and stuff though, and like dipping it in the water. Like people are like, oh, it's just oh, okay. I can't. No, just can't think about it. I you're, you're right. That's probably where I messed up. I should I should have not thought about it. I messed up. You're asking all the wrong questions. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's really funny. All right. Uh, bottom of the hour, Nick Shuley with Settlist ATX. Well, that's and, Nick uh, Shuley if he has to, has to have his own bathroom. Yeah, is that a man thing? Every, every human want their own bathroom? That's a human thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you don't want to share a bathroom with another human. Yeah. No. I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, exactly. you and Shannon, but you're kind of more to the Shannon Sharp extreme. Like Ocho Cinco is like, whatever. You know, whatever we need to do here. But let's uh, let's get uh, Rod's rant in the 9 o'clock hour. Always good stuff. I think um, that was it right there. That might have been it. Rod's, <laughs> Rod's peculiar or particular way of relieving himself. No floating in rivers. Let's get to the rant. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, now I want to talk about some NFL stats uh, that I came upon, and I did some deep diving research and went rabbit holing and found that there's a trend right now early on through the first six weeks of the NFL, and not a good one. The NFL is not happy about this trend, by the way. <laughs> if you ask the NFL, they're probably not bragging about it, and these are stats that I I had to piecemeal and didn't find them actually from the NFL, had to do some research. But remember we gave the stat yesterday, that the NFL had nine teams who won last week without scoring more than 20 points, which was tied for the most in any week in a 32-team era. So you had teams winning, not, having, not scoring a lot of points, <laughs> um, but being able to win a lot of games. And the NFL scoring, actually, even last season, um, NFL scoring was down. I mean, NFL scoring was down last year, and actually – Passing numbers were all down last year, but rushing numbers were up. We went, we went through those stats. Rushing numbers actually were the highest yards per carry in NFL history when you looked at yards per carry last season. So one of the reasons that scoring is down is because passing is down. Teams are passing less. They're throwing the football down the field less. And because of that, they're running the football more and running leads to either longer drives and less scoring. Um, and this past week, you had 25 NFL teams that scored 21 points or fewer. Uh, that was the most teams to score 21 points or fewer uh, in a game in a single week in NFL history, scoring down. And I think the big, I think there are multiple reasons for it. And we can go through some of these a little bit later on during the bye week for the Cowboys and the Texans and talk some NFL. I think the biggest reason, though, is quarterback play. And not that quarterback play is bad, but quarterbacks have been getting injured early on in the season. Now, you have quarterbacks that have gone down early. A lot of quarterbacks that are dealing with injuries early on in the season, whether they're playing through injury 
<clears throat> making them less effective, or they're, they've just been unavailable because they've had to deal with the injury. We can go through a list, but we went through that uh, yesterday. You had a lot of guys that are dealing with that early on in the season, which is even more reason teams need to make sure their backup quarterback situation is stable, and not a lot of teams have addressed that. But week six, how about this? Touchdown percentage through week six of the NFL, lowest since 2008, 3.9%. Uh, yards per attempt through week six in the NFL, 6.9%. Lowest since 2008. Yards per completion uh, is 10.6. That's the lowest ever right now, tracking. Uh, net yards per attempt, 5.9. Lowest since 2005. Passer rating overall, uh, lowest since 2017 at 88.2. And sack percentage is up to its highest sack rate since 1998, 7.2%. Uh, so I think a, a, some of it is, you know, just, you know, the NFL, I think scoring being down, that, that trend continuing. I think, I think a lot of it is quarterback play. And keep that in mind, so we're talking about quarterback play affecting uh, teams' ability to score. Last season, that also tracks because last season you had 68 different starting quarterbacks last year that ended up playing. You had – um, 13 teams have to use a third-string quarterback last season. That's a really, really high number. Uh, you had, hell, I, I want to say that you had 20, man, everything was close to 21 teams that ended up using a backup quarterback last year. It, that's why the scoring was down, in my opinion. I think that also tracks this season early on if you start looking at quarterback uh, availability and quarterback injuries and how the season started and how you're kind of on a – uh, I don't know if it's a lull offensively because you may be looking at a trend that tracks a little bit longer if you start looking at the way defenses are performing. Um, but right now, it definitely is um, the lowest scoring start to a season that the NFL's had or lowest productivity offensively uh, the NFL's had to start a season in a long time. Long time. And NFL doesn't like this. Twenty The points per game right now for the NFL, 21.7. Uh, points uh, per game per team, that's the lowest since 2018, at least going back and tracking it. So, like I said, the NFL is still dealing with this scoring issue, um, and nobody can really put a finger on it. Miami Dolphins are the big story because they're setting records scoring-wise and productivity-wise, but they're actually the exception to the rule this year. And most of the NFL is actually starting um, very slowly offensively. And and that begs the kind of chicken and egg question, Rod. Is it the defenses that are getting better at it, or the I, offenses that are getting worse at it, or is it a combo bit of both. two? I think it's got to be a little bit of both. It's, it does, right? It's got. It's definitely a little bit of both. I, I don't think it's just one thing. I think it's the defenses are are have evolved, right? They've adapted to all of these uh, evolutionary adap- adaptations, these cheat codes and force multipliers on offense, and the, the rule changes. Uh, I think some of the younger DBs. I brought this up. I think those guys are kind of the next generation spread babies. Uh, they're not intimidated by RPOs and uh, spread concepts and spread formations. They're actually really comfortable um, de- defending those formations and those types of concepts. And I think those guys are now trickling up to the NFL. Um, but also I think, I think a quarterback plays a big part of it. I just think quarterbacks being hurt um, and not having your full complement of quarterbacks in the NFL 
um, is hurting the overall productivity. It happened last season when they started more different starting quarterbacks than any other season in history other than the strike season. And I think now you're seeing it rear its ugly head with the injuries to a lot of the quarterbacks across the league that they're starting once again slow. If these injuries continue, then I think you'll see the this rut offensively for the league continue. It's all about quarterback play. Why is the Pac-12 a dominant uh, conference this year? Quarterback play. Why is the Big 12 so down? Quarterback play or lack thereof. Well, and I think it's when I watch it, you mentioned the Miami Dolphins with like 80%. It's it's quarterback play and it's the personnel, right? If you, if you have the overwhelming personnel sometimes, that that, that helps. But, yes, that it starts help. and ends with quarterbacks. I always thought Tom Brady was the best red zone quarterback, he and Peyton Manning, um, just because they, you know, they anticipate so well, they're so accurate, they can you – know, Make throws because you can't. You know, teams aren't going to let you just run the ball in, right? A lot of times, especially if you start in the high red zone, and it, you know we've seen Texas get you know first and goal from the eight or nine, and you're kind of caught between that. You can't run the ball in from there. Uh, either way, uh, it's it's really good analysis from Rod, and it is bringing down scoring. Uh, and I think it goes to something you've talked about in the rants and before Rod that. You know, they're also not giving up the big plays, right? Everyone yep. is understanding, let's not give up the explosives. Let's make them go 10, 12, 13 play drives. It's true. And then once they get in the red zone, we'll just bow it up. And that's when you can start bringing some more pressures too, right? You're right. That's when you can start um, because you don't have to worry about what's behind you, right? You got the, the defender, the, 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 the field shrinks. So you, so you can bring some more. And that goes to your point on quarterback play that you got to be able to re, you know anticipate quickly. Get the ball out, find your your receiver, be accurate in those spots, and uh, you know we see a lot of quarterbacks. And then in the offensive line play, I think is diminished in the NFL as well. Yeah, it's a big part of it, which leads to not being able to run the ball. Yeah, and until your point about not giving up the big play, if you look at too high safety uh, displays or presentations and too high safety defenses for the NFL, um, they're at an all time high. So teams are playing deeper safety so to limit and d- deter the deep ball and the vertical shots downfield and if you look at air yards uh, against two high safety coverages air yards are at their lowest uh lowest yardage lowest uh, air yard uh, uh air yards per attempt I should say since they've been keeping track of it since 2014 so teams are throwing the football you know, obviously more short intermediate passes. They're avoiding those deep passes downfield. The reason they're avoiding it is because you got two deep safeties back there a lot of the times, and they want to work smarter, not harder. So you throw the underneath routes, and you rely on yak yards. Uh, you throw the short routes. You allow receivers to make plays um, a- after uh, the catch. But still, that doesn't lead to those chunk yardage plays and those big explosive plays, which lead to a lot more points. And as Bill Walsh used to always say, there's a much higher chance of one of my 11 players making a big mistake the longer I have to go into a drive. Yeah, that's so if right. I got to go 10, 11, 12 plays, there's a good chance more my old lineman's going to miss a block. They're going to have a penalty. My wide receiver's going to run the wrong route. Quarterback's going to have a bad throw. That puts us behind the chains, and then that screws up the entire drive. So that's basically what defenses are doing now. You're just saying, all right, beat us. You're going to beat us anyway, but beat me with the 10, 12-play drive. I ain't going to let you beat me with the 3, 4-play drive. That ain't happening. That's good stuff right there. All right, <laughs> we come back. It'll be more good stuff with our guy Nick Shuley, set list ATX, including – uh, one of the headliners for the event at Coda this weekend, playing a small arena and small venue tonight. Pretty cool stuff. Nick Shuley has all the details coming next. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. 
yeah, that Black Pumas new album will be out, the full album, at the end of the month, 27th of October, when that hits your downloadability. Yeah, a lot of good new music out there right now. That one sounds good. I like this. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Pumas, Rod. I know. I just, I can't, I mean, I can't wait to hear the, the entire album break it down. It's going to be awesome. It's already out there, right? Uh, three of the songs have three been released. Three of the songs. Some uh, of the songs have been released. It's going to be, it's hard to follow up a, an iconic classic first album i always feel a little bit bad for artists trying to follow up something that that when they're, they're they hit a grand slam home run first time out well, you, that's you, tough you got your whole life on the first one to write it and then uh you gotta you know you got six months to a year to write your second yes. one everybody's like all right so when's this is coming out you got all this pressure to write. It's like oh man it's gonna be great i bet it's gonna be awesome it's like well it's good but yeah then the first one was like you know a grand slam i don't think anybody ever expected that it's almost when you get an iconic like uh, i always say co- comedies are like this and all-time great comedies nobody had any idea that i'm the caddyshack or a 40-year-old virgin would end up being an all-time great comedy when they made it. And then that's why the sequels always suck. Because they're like, oh, man, come on. We need that sequel. It's going to be hilarious. It's like, actually, we didn't know it was going to be funny the first time. We, yeah, yeah. Get it out there quickly. Let's, yeah, uh, let's yeah, hurry yeah. up. Hurry and they up. rush it. Yeah. And then, of course, it's not the same. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that voice you hear, the dulcet tones of Nick Shuley, the president of the Austin Music Movement, and uh, bringing you set list ATX. And, yeah, Black Puma's end of the month. And a lot going on this week. How about this, Rod? We mentioned this last hour, but uh, coming up in about 30 minutes, tickets will go on sale to go see this band right here uh, at Emo's on West Riverside. Are you kidding me? The Killers, who are one of the headliners at the uh, at the uh, Circuit of the Americas this weekend. And this is probably their mm-hmm. most iconic classic song. Oh, I know this one. Get the yeah. girls going. This does. <laughs> it's amazing. What year was this? Uh, Mrs. Brightside was 90s. Yeah. Was, was it? Old. No, I think it was 2000s. Like, or mid 2000s. Yeah, I think it was 2000s. Uh, Mrs. Bright, 2004, Hot Fuss came out. Yeah. Okay. 2004. That was a great record. Great record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and of course, Britain, Killers are out of Vegas, right? They're, they're based out of Vegas, so they put on these big shows. Their, their concerts are big and elaborate shows. Uh, that's why they're going to be great on the super stage coming up uh, over the weekend, but they're playing Emos tonight. Yeah. It's pretty pretty crazy. It's going it's 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 going to be nuts over there. And uh, yeah, the tickets I think they they open to the public at 10 a.m. So we'll see uh, we'll see. I'm sure those will sell out within. Uh, I would give it less than a minute. <laughs> wow. And you know what's pretty interesting about that song? As Ty just said, it gets the girls going. That song spans the age groups. If you play it, we it was somebody played it at a wedding I was at uh, last year at this time, and you know that was a younger crowd. Loved it. I mean, every, know, know every word, jumping up and down, dancing with it. But it doesn't. It, it knows no uh, no mm-hmm. age bracket. That song. It's just a great tune. Gets yeah. people going. Gets them going. <laughs> Gets the people moving. <laughs> Mrs. Brightside. Uh, but yeah, they got a, they got a ton of great albums and great songs, and that'll be fun. So that's pretty cool. I, I, is that common for them? Do you know that they yeah. play little little smaller venues? Last time they were here, and I forget what it was for. If it was ACL or or Formula One, but they did. I remember they did a Continental Club pop up, even smaller. So they uh, they've done some they've done some really cool. Cool. So I think I mean they they're a band that obviously plays these enormous stadiums and festivals and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of fun for them to do a couple underplays every once mm-hmm. in a while and, and you know and uh, get get back to the intimacy of the fans. That is uh, pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Now we've seen. I, I'm trying to think who other big acts who have done so. Like remember Garth Brooks did the Saloon tour deal, right? When yeah. Garth Brooks was trying to play these little venues. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, but this is this is cool. 
Uh, and it'd be a hard ticket. I'm sure West Riverside or Impossible East Riverside would be pretty packed. I, I saw know. a Reddit conversation that somebody would found like a, a presale, an artist presale code, and a bunch of people had some luck doing it. And I think it got shut down. So seventeen hundred. I mean, I, they'll probably jam two thousand into that place. And, yeah, that uh, thing. Have a great time. Man, tonight. you brought back some memories with all those back room stories. I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> well, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that when I was in high school. So I was a senior in high school. My brother was already in school here at St. Edwards. So I came over to see him, and he lived right in those. Apartments right behind the back room, right behind Emo's. Oh wow! He lived like, and, and he, his it faced his apartment was on the first floor, and the front door faced Emo uh, back room at the time. So, and he was in a rock band. So I went up to see him, and just happens the Black Crows were playing that night. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, the Black Crows, and I I wasn't I don't know how I even got in. I wasn't old enough. I mean, I was still only like hey. 17, 18 years hey, old. Hey, you they found were, a way. They were a little loose. Uh, they were Mark, loose Mark, back was, uh, in the nineties. Mark, Mark something was the owner. Is there, uh, like, and uh, yeah, I remember if you. Once you walked in, there you split into two sides. You go to the right, which was the music venue, or the left was like, a, like a, it was like a biker bar kind of. It was, uh, hmm. in, uh, I was a little younger back then. I was a little scared of that place. It was, uh, <laughs> it was intimidating. There were some, uh, some interesting characters hanging around that venue. But it was, uh, I, I think I saw, I saw Lincoln Park there twice. Oh, nice. And they, they were, they were, uh, they had, they didn't even have an album out. And then the next time they came back, they headlined the Irwin Center. So they went on a that's, pretty wow. meteoric. That's the Black rise. Crows did. I that's remember, cool. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in high school. I haven't seen a lot of live music. I mean, I've been to some concerts, but it's like, that seemed really good. No, uh, I, I had heard, cool. my, my brother's like, no, you're going to love these guys. They're great. And uh, next thing you know, um, the Shake Your Moneymaker album came out, and she talks to angels and all the great songs we heard. We're like, oh, wow, that's a big deal. I mentioned that to Craig Way when, Rob, when I did the live music survey with Craig back in the day. Uh-huh. And I, you know, what, you know, what, what, what band, what artist made you fall in love with, with, with music? music? And that was big for me because it was like, and I still love the Black Crows to this day, despite all their brotherly <laughs> malfunctions yeah. and drama. But you saw them before they blew up. Though. Yeah, but it, it, you know, cool. it, it leads you to music. And then you just want to go out and discover, and you want to go out and hear new music and, and try to find the, the, the next big deal, which, which whether you're trying to download it or exploring or going to see shows. And I don't know anybody that goes to more shows than you go to, Nick. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, brother. That's why we bring you on. I have a problem. <laughs> At least you went to admit it. Yeah, exactly. When there's there's a admit you have a problem, you don't have a problem. Wasn't, yeah. there, wasn't there a stretch that went to like seven straight nights of music during ACL or 10? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I was saying, I, I think it was like wow. my sixth straight night at a concert, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm too old. I mean, I hit I hit Sunday of ACL, and I, t- I was telling Rod, I took my little nieces out there for the Austin Kitty Limits area, which is pretty great. But we got there at 11, and I was already dead, and I think we stayed till 1, and then I just shut it down. Like, I, <laughs> Sleep for a week? Uh, seriously. I was just on the couch watching football for the rest of the day. I was, uh, you know, it, it was the end of the marathon. Mm. I dragged my carcass across the line. <laughs> well, that's why we bring you in, as Rod said, to let you know. The roadmap for live music. We love our sports, and we get you covered on that for five hours a day. But uh, one segment a week, we get you covered on the live music and where to go. And in addition to the killers at Emos tonight, where are the other good Wednesday nighters? Yeah, uh, we got a uh, Peter Gabriel here tonight, Ooh. which will be a really good one over at the Moody Center, and uh, another great one too. I've, I've seen seen him a few times, but Ben Folds is playing the Paramount, and he puts on a great show. And uh, also uh, another uh, kind of folky indie songwriter I really like, uh, Noah Gunderson's playing The Parish. That'll be a really good show. And uh, the Far Out Lounge has got a really good residency happening right now. Katie uh, Toppin, she actually was the – she was one of the singers and the – I believe she played piano in the band Houndmouth. Oh, nice. And she lives here now, so she's doing a little residency at the Far Out Lounge, and that would be a cool one to go see. That's out south, right? Yeah. Far out down at the very end of South Congress. It's in my hood. Big (laughs) H-E-B. Me too. Oh, yeah. That H-E-B is going to be awesome. Oh, no, no. Man. There's a, the new H-E-B. No, you're talking about the one that the Wino kill. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Far Out Lounge is across the street from the one that's new on Slaughter. There's right so there many new ATVs. Oh, okay. so I'm talking some. about the one they're building on Congress. The Congress one's going to be gonna nuts. Be mammoth. Yeah. That thing is huge, man. Yeah, Far Out Lounge is way down there, way yeah. down by Slaughter. And South, South Congress. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like it's South Congress the, and Stasny. the end of South Congress. Yeah, yeah. Southside. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, when you when you get the end of the Congress, you dead end into, into uh, South Park Meadows, essentially. Yeah. And that's it. So that's it's basically like by my neck of the woods then. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah it's by me. Yeah, okay. yeah. Far Out Lounge. And it, sometimes if you're at that Torchy's Tacos, it's across the street from that. You can like hear the music yeah. go, go out, out on the back. Far Out Lounge is a cool place, and that, that's, a, that's a good one to check out if you haven't been to that place. It is. Especially <laughs> you live out where I live. Uh, okay, so that's uh, Wednesday. What about Thursday? Thursday is the first of three nights. We have, uh, Brett Denon's going to be at the O4 Center, and he's he's a really good kind of folky, uh, it just kind of radio-y singer. And he's uh, puts on a great show, and he's doing three straight nights. And that, that, seeing him in a venue that size is, is will, will be really special. And then uh, Flatland Cavalry, Ty and I were Hell just yeah. talking about that band. They're playing ACL Live. I think fresh my freshman year of college, I saw them 14 times. Flatland, did you really? Yeah, they're from uh, they, Justin Austin. They're tech, Texas Tech, right? Yeah, they, they're from Midland. Went to Tech for a little bit. Saw them in College Station a few times. Saw them wow. here. Yeah, they're a good uh, band. Saw them in Belton. Yeah, wow. good, good stuff. I'm wow. impressed. That's tomorrow night at ACL Live, and, and then uh, Antone's on Thursday. Night. Yeah, '90s '90s rockers, Cowboy Mouth. If anyone remembers, they had a song. I think it was Janie Says was their big song. And they're playing Antones. And then Friday, the, the Killers will be playing their bigger show. Uh, I say at Germania. It's out at Coda and their big super the, stage. The, the big super stage for F1. So the, the Killers will be doing their, their main show there. Uh, Brett Dennett again that night. And then we have Chris Stapleton the first of Ooh. two nights at the Moody Center nice. on Friday. Uh, by the way, Stapleton's got a new album coming out, too. That's going to be legit. He's on my music survey, too, as somebody I want to go see in person. That, guy is a, that guy's yeah. a talent. Yeah, he is he's a talent. not a performer, I will say that. Like, if you're going to see a big I don't need to perform. No. I just need the music. It, oh, it that is, voice, though. It, is yeah. it doesn't matter. after yeah. song, yeah. after song. It's really incredible <laughs> uh, what he does. And he's got a new album coming out, and I've already heard, I, you know, there's a song called White Horse that, that's on the new album that they put out. He's also got... Uh, a song on there that he does with his wife that's you wait remember Tennessee whiskey that blew up yeah. Oh, yeah that everybody loved there's a song on that album called it takes a woman and it's those two together and it is so soulful and it's going to kind of be similar track to the uh Tennessee whiskey the Tennessee whiskey because oh, the women are going to love it it's a great love song nice uh so yes and i think that song's already available if you love go that. go to check iTunes it out. Or wherever you get music it takes a woman it's called but yeah you're Chris Stapleton at Moody Center Friday night that'll be a hopping place and then sa- Saturday's uh, a a big Big day for concerts. We got Chris Stapleton again at the Moody Center. Oh, he's doing two nights. Cool. Yeah, and then we have uh, the the event I'll talk about, which I uh, I believe I'm allowed to talk about, but we're going to give away some tickets anyway. So the Black Pumas, Briscoe, and the Bros Fresh are doing a it's like a F1 party for I believe it's nice. Universal Music at the Sunset Room, and so I will uh, oh. I'll have a couple list spots for that one. It's going to be you first some, come. So you got some you got some guest list spots oh, on yeah. the set list. Guess ATX is Black Pumas. It's going to be first come first serve, and that Ooh. thing will be full within about Where is the five minutes. Room? It's uh it's kind of down by the convention center. It's uh, I think it's like across from Fogo to Chow over by the the PF Chang's downtown, kind of that oh, okay. little yeah, the little uh, convention area. Yeah. So yeah, Sunset Rooms, a little private place over there. But yeah, that should be a, a crazy show. Wow. And, uh, it'll be. Oh. There's a lot well, of lot of cool pop up stuff happening for F1. There's a lot of unannounced private well, events. Well, that's the that thing. Are there's so many people from out of the country and out of the world. I mean, all over the world in town. 
And so yeah. this almost becomes like a mini ACL. There shows everywhere. Yep. Yeah, a lot of the uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of rumblings. The drivers are having a, a lot of their parties on Friday night, so there are all these private events all over at a bunch of the venues with some bigger bigger named artists. Yes, so, so yes. they're all here. Yeah, willing to play for money, Rod. <laughs> oh yes, damn right. Uh, Aren't and, we all? And that same on Saturday, that'll be Queen with uh, Adam Lambert. Will be out at, at uh, F1 for that one, which will be which will be cool. I, I would actually really like to see that, but I, I doubt I will venture out there for that. Nice. Uh, and then Nickel Creek will be at the Moody Amphitheater, Deer Tick at Mohawk, and uh, Diplo will be playing Superstition, so he'll be DJing there. So I'm sure Ty will be posted up there. I know he loves that place. Yeah, yeah. never see me there. <laughs> <laughs> and then another Brett Denon will be that'll be his uh, last night that night, and then Roger Krieger will be out at the hot spot in Cedar Park. Yes, that's a good one. Roger Krieger, great dude. Uh, I met his father too. His dad was in the military. He's a good guy. Oh, really, Roger Krieger? Yeah, uh, good Texas country guy. All right, Sunday. How about this one? The kids will love it. The, the Joe Bros, the Jonas Brothers, will be at the Moody Center. And then the the concert I'm most excited about this weekend, Black will be playing at Stubbs, who's one of my favorite kind of newer newer wave of the kind of. Uh, is that black R&B. spelled with a six, or is, yeah. it, is that a typo S- by you? S- yeah, it's it's spelled six L A C K is how he spells his name, but he goes by Black. Cool. And yeah, that he's phenomenal. If you're a fan of kind of J Cole or anything in that realm, he's he's incredible. And then uh, this is a big one. I saw. I was looking up tickets to see how much tickets were for this one. The Chainsmokers are playing at Mayfair, and uh, the ticket price is two hundred dollars plus. I believe it's a thirty some dollar service fee. So I'm. I'm it's uh that'll be a big show though. See, I mean they're huge. They play. That's another big you know big artist playing in a smaller place. And then uh, lastly that day, Dom Dalla, another big you know Australian kind of house house music artist. He'll be playing at the Concourse Project, which is a really cool uh, venue for, uh, for for dance music. Uh, Chainsmokers, big. One. What's the Mayfair? Uh, it's it's kind of across from. Or it's you know where Ten Ten is on on kind of West Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's at the top of that building. Okay. Yeah. Wow, so it's kind of the club spot. on the top. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Is it's a pretty pretty oh, okay, big. Okay. Then underplay. I've seen that. Yeah, because I've eaten at Ten Ten. Yeah. There's like Rod- a bowling bowl, and then it's it's kind of at the top. And right of that. down the way from there, there that's where they have the the rodeo bowl or the mechanical bowl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Up at uh, that place. Yeah. Bowling bowling bowl. Right. Bowling bowl. Yeah. The mechanical. You ever in the bowling bowl? Yeah, got on the bull. Another place that's not really my my cup of tea. <laughs> not his thing. Rod, you got on the bucket bull yet? I have not. I've observed women on it, but I have never got on it. No. <laughs> we did, we actually did uh, a couch. It was a while back. It was I think it was something for the the gamblers. We did an event, an nil event at Bull and Bull, and a bunch of the the athletes who were jumping on the bull. And I was like, please don't do that. If I if like you guys come back and get hurt, I'm gonna oh, like, it'll yeah. be the end of end of my life. We'll be in the doghouse. They don't forever. They don't have regulation. Size bowling lanes is the thing that bugs me. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were talking about the bull still. They this don't have regulation yeah, bowls. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Ty is a bowling lane. man. He, Ty owns three bowling balls of his own. Oh, yeah. oh, you, oh you are? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's the same thing with the, uh, what's the place on campus that has the bowling lanes? Oh, the, uh, in the, what's it the union? Yeah, the, the union. union underground. Not yeah. regulation. Yeah, but it's like, you really? got to be like Nick. It's like popping shot, right? I mean, it's yeah. not like a regulation basketball oh, goal, but you got to be able to hoop it up. I, I meant to tell you, at um at the Continental Club in the back, or no, no, no. When my, they they have a back at the Continental Club, right? Yeah. With that stage back there? Yeah. I set the record on the Papa shot that's Wait, back there. Wait, there's a Papa shot at the Continental? I'm pretty sure I'm thinking the Continental Club. Could be another bar. He was It was on inebriated <laughs> Congress. <laughs> okay. Yeah, on, I'll have to check. I don't I don't remember one being there unless they They have one there. of those punching bag things and a Papa at the shot. The Continental Club? Yeah. I don't think in so. In the back? Or oh, is it the, the back, are back, you back? in the back? Are you at White Tiger? No, uh, 
Yeah, it was White Tiger. Okay. You're, right. <laughs> You're right. Sorry, See, I was a little I love it. I'm I glad love we worked it. through that. Like I was one, like, it was like one. The Continental <laughs> Club has that. Like that man, they're really yeah. going mainstream. Wertheimer's gone swear. mainstream over there. Like 135, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I had, I had the left the the, the two hand going. Oh dang, so that's another level. Hoopsters, hoopsters. I'm going to I'm have to run by the White Tiger, see what we got on that, on that scoreboard. <laughs> oh, Every time I see one of those, I think of you now. I'm like, I've, I, I got to set this record. I pick, just... I pick bars based on if they have Papa Shot or if they have popcorn machines. <laughs> that is legit my, how I decide if I like a bar. I love that. Yeah. Uh, White Tiger, by the way, right next to the Continental Club. Not, yeah. So that, that's an easy mistake to make. Yeah. Right yeah. Down there. It, it really is. Especially like, with fair. Ty. You know, he just stumbled from yeah, one to well, the other. That's, 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 that's not even still in the Continental Club. There was a lady singing some like soul music in the back. It was awesome. Awesome. That's a good <laughs> spot. Uh, Monday, awesome. Monday, we all live through Ty, by the way, and you. Yes, we do. Because <laughs> Rod and I don't do this. Ty's way more exciting than I am. But yeah, yeah, Monday we have Nick Cave over at ACL Live, which will be some nice dark, dark rock. Love and, that. And then Tuesday, uh, Thundercat will be at Stubbs. Thundercat's a phenomenal That's a performer. Great name. I yeah. love that. It's a that he's that'll, awesome. That'll be a, yeah, really cool show. And then Amigo the Devil, who's really good, kind of uh, it's got it's got a little bit of banjo, a little bit of folk. He'll be uh, he'll be playing at Emos. And then Bruce Hornsby will be playing at Ooh, the Paramount. Legend. Yeah, that's that's just the way it is, right? That was his big, big song, mm-hmm. wasn't it? The Tupac okay. sampled. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. And then oh. uh, this this show isn't technically in our one week span, but uh, Joe, Joe Abel's wanted me to start pushing this one. It's kind of cool. So Terry McBride, who was in the big kind of '90s country band McBride and the Ride, will be doing a solo show at the Saxon Pub next Wednesday. The twenty fifth, so he said to go ahead and give away a couple pairs or a pair of tickets. Bride and the ride. I remember that. Somebody, Eric Rains and a Coke of Hem would love that. Yeah. Uh, all right. With that in mind, there's going to wrap up Setlist ATX. We'll get these posted up at our website. If you ever looking for a great live show, Nick always has the roadmap for you at hornfm.com. And Nick will be here every Wednesday at 9.30. And we appreciate him, the president of the Austin Music Movement, also yes, heavily sir. involved in the Longhorn NIL space with um, the Clark Field Cur- uh, Creative and the Texas One Fund and everything going on there. Always keeping us updated with what's going on with that. Uh, so if you would like to be uh, win those tickets to two spots on the guest list for the show on Friday night? Well, there, yeah, one on one on Saturday, which is the Pumas, and then next Ooh. Wednesday, which is uh, Terry McBride. All right, Rod, tight, high. Make sure you get this right. It's a uh, Saturday night for the big special show with the Black Pumas and other great bands yeah. on Saturday night downtown. Nice. Uh, and then Terry McBride next Wednesday for McBride and the Ride. Callers four and five will pick up those spots. Please don't call if you can't go. And if you do win them and then don't go, give them to somebody on Setlist ATX. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, guys. 447-3776. The phone number. We're coming back with who said that? Who said that? We've been monitoring the westbound side of Highway 71, headed toward the Village BK at 620, and we still have a backup in that region. Now, our instrumentation shows that crash is cleared, but you still have residuals. Northbound I-35, coming up from Onion Creek to Stastny, slow earlier crash to Stastny, done. APD says there's a wreck at Slaughter. We don't see it. Uh, we did have one reported just north of Ben White. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. E and Rod B. On the horn. Ooh, who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said it? Uh, fun audio, or sometimes provocative audio, that uh, gets us talking. We try to figure out it. who it is. Uh, I'm going to start with this one, Rod. Who said this? This was interesting. This was good. Uh, you might remember a moment, very embarrassing moment at the NFL Scouting Combine several years ago. This is pretty good stuff right here. 
Let's talk about it, big guy. How'd that 40-yard dash go for you? I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I was so big on being different from everyone. Everybody was wearing the long tights. I was like, you know what? I am not going out there and copying everybody. I'm going to wear the short tights. I didn't realize they was boxing, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it made you faster, man. So fast, you tripped over your feet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tripped over that third leg. <laughs> <laughs> Tripped over and just jumped out, man. <laughs> that shit is so funny, man. It was there, man. I believe you said it right there in quotes like my fell out. Bro, it's exactly what I said. I didn't even believe it. I was running. I'm looking at the 40 and all of a sudden I feel it. I feel it touch my leg and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to cuff it and take the dive. You know what I mean? Because I know little man. kids watching. All right, there you go. Oh, Who right. said that, Rod? That's Junk Jones. Yeah, John Chris Jones, Jones, man, at the combine. I, yeah, I remember. I remember that moment. I was watching it live, and I yeah, went. I think I was too. I think I was like, his junk. I was like, his his package just like just came out. Came out of the compression shorts. He because remember he they fell. exploded. Remember he fell. He he, he, he fell after it came out. Yeah. Because he, he, he was, was so surprised. Yeah, he was like, what? The, he tried to hide his junk after the compression shorts just exploded. Then he liked to hide it and kept running. And I, from then on, I called him Junk Jones and turned out to be probably second best D tackle in the league. The junk, junk Jones, Jones that's funny. And that's him oh. talking about it with the Kelseys. That's pretty funny. I don't think I've ever heard him talk about it. Me actually. either. That's why I, 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 I you, it's highlighted that. I know. He, he's he's, he's, he's self deprecating and understanding. And it's never happened to anybody else. That's why he's got to feel good. I would be, it'd be definitely be a bragging, uh, you know, kind of a bragging point for you because, I mean, Junk Jones, baby, my compression shorts exploded. But were they too small? I've never seen it happen to any other player. It's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. That's like like most people's worst nightmare. All of a sudden you're on national television and you're. Junk is out there. (laughs) Boom. And the video's out there forever on social social media. It's out there forever. Oh, yeah. No, you're right about that. I forgot all about Junk Jones. There you go. Um, All right, Ty, I hit you up with a couple of these. Um, Just dial one up. Who said that? What I just said in the locker room to the team is they got to make up in their mind, are they in love with this game or are they in like with it? Because when you love something, you give to it unconditionally. You give everything you got. Without a shadow of a doubt, I am truly 100% in love with this thing. And I just want people to match me, just match my passion, match my match my heart, match my love, match my consistency, just match my mannerisms, just match every darn thing I give to this game. Stuff like that make you get a second guessing. Do you love this game or you just like it? You just like to play it because it's fun. And I get what you said right there, man. You got to love this game to go out there and put your body on the line every day. I love the game. I'm going to go down and dump every chance I get. doesn't matter if I'm rusty, ready to go. I'm going out there to play, give my best. I know a lot of players on the team love the game, but we got to show more. Is that uh, Travis Hunter on the heels of Deion Sanders? Do I get that right? That would be Travis Hunter saying uh, he loves the game enough, um, trying to get back out there. Uh, he First game back, uh, probably struggled a little bit defensively. There's talk now that he may not be playing all the game on both way, both sides of the ball, that maybe they'll choose, or at least I think they should, choose a game that he plays offense and defense and then situationally put him on the other side of the ball when he's most needed. Love so he's that. not just wearing them out. Yeah, they're going to have to because he got torched. He was you know, a big part of the, the kid that had 300 receiving yards in the second half. Yeah. Went right at Travis Hunter quite a bit. But, man, Dropped that, his draft stock. Yeah, he did. Had to. They well, did. But, and, you know, I mean, 
you need to be. That's one of the reasons you don't play, see guys playing two ways. You just you get worn down, and then you're not at your best. And exactly. we need you to be your best. All right, here's uh, who said this, Rod. I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today. A lot of people said the Browns' defense was overhyped. I said the Browns are the real deal. Acho said this, which pissed me off. I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk? But there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams. If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. You want to hear me talk? Come to hear me talk on The Edge Monday night. And that's point blank. Wow, well, that's Micah Parsons. Micah, getting ornery. Yeah, man, he's taking up for his quarterback. Good for him. Glad he's taking up for his QB. Um, yeah, I'm glad Micah's got a platform. I just, uh, man, I wish he wouldn't. He kind of talks a lot of trash on it. He, no, we're not talking trash. He just he speaks his mind, but it it it, it can end up being bulletin board material for other teams. I'll just throw it out there. Could be easy bulletin board material. Not that he As cares. You said and accurately earlier. Bill Parcells somewhere is going really. Yeah, exactly, right? He's what, like, what, I mean, what happens in our locker room doesn't leave our locker room, y'all. Yeah, giving your thoughts on other people, other teams yeah, in the league. Yeah, yourself other people's locker rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know, but it's, a, you know what, it's good, though. Can we talk about the petty? The petty does do a lot to hype up the, ho- the headlines and the storylines, and it seems like sports, but social media is becoming pettier and pettier by the day. And we like that. We like our athletes getting into it, talking a little smack, talking a little trash. And Micah's no exception. Yeah, Micah is uh, no exception. Yeah, he likes to talk trash. Good stuff right there. Who said that, Rod? Who said that? We heard from Junk Jones, Micah Parsons, Travis Hunter, Deion Sanders. Always fun. We'll have more of that coming. Also, recap the Longhorn Orange-White scrimmage last night. Basketball season is here on top of the football season. Get your details. And, you know, the Longhorn really stood out last night that would be – Quite fun to watch Blossom this year. We'll get to some hoops talk going. Also, uh, our fabulous fifth quarter is coming next on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby.